Well, I said in a few uh, few Sundays ago, I talked about how baptism was known in the ancient church as uh, illumination, illumination, and so how many early Christians would have read this passage in the gospel as a as having to do with baptism, actually. Okay, and it, it was called illumination because baptism was understood to impart faith. It's known as the sacrament of faith. Okay. So even for adults, like a little infant, when you baptize an infant, not only does God's grace um, enter into their hearts, but also the, the virtues, including faith, the virtue of faith enters into the child. And then as they get older, they're able to exercise that faith, but it's within them in a kind of a latent manner right from the beginning. It's a gift. It's a gift that we receive through baptism. And... Uh, we have this common Advent theme that we're looking at in both our reading from Isaiah and our psalm and our gospel, and, and it's a theme of light. Here we are in the darkness of original sin, in the darkness of a world that's alienated from God, and Jesus comes to us. The Advent of Jesus is the Advent of a great light that scatters that darkness and enables us to see. It illuminates us. So faith is the main gift that he came to give to us. Faith is an illumination. Um, today we celebrate the uh, memorial of St. Ambrose, who's considered one of the four doctors of the Western Church, along with St. Augustine and St. Gregory the Great and St. Jerome. Okay, So those four are considered the four doctors of the West, and then there's four doctors of the East. So Ambrose is a, is a big deal. And Ambrose was responsible for one of the other four doctors' conversion, that is St. Augustine. Can you imagine that? So there's only four Western Christian bishops or teachers in all of church history, and two of them were like buddies, you know, and they knew each other. So that was that's a pretty neat... Uh, if they had only known, they would have said to each other, you know what's going on here between us? This is pretty something else here. We're two of the four doctors of Western church. Yeah. All right. So, but it is it is remarkable, and you you hear about their relationship in Saint Augustine's Confessions. And if anybody has not read the Confessions, I really highly recommend you. It'd be a real, um, uh, you know, it'd be very too, it'd be too bad. It'd be a real tragedy if if you just if you went through life and you did not read Saint Augustine's Confessions. I've probably read it four or five times. I've listened to it on audiobook probably seven or eight times. There's so much in it. It's an incredibly delightful and, and amazingly edifying account of Augustine's whole spiritual and intellectual journey. And Ambrose plays a really important role in that. Ambrose was known for being a good speaker. And so there's a difference between you have the content of what you're saying versus how you present it. And Ambrose was, was renowned, even amongst the pagans, for having a very good ability of the, the method, the way that he presented his speeching, his talk. Okay? He was an incredibly powerful rhetorician is the word. Okay? So people would listen to him. Even pagans would come to his sermons to listen to him. Not so much because they, wanted, they were interested in what he said, but in how he said it, because he was so skillful in his presentation. They really said, well, I want to learn from this guy, actually, and see if I can copy his, his method. And so that's actually Augustine before Augustine's conversion. That was Augustine's motive in listening to Ambrose. And Augustine in the Confessions uses this metaphor. He talks about a dish uh, full of food and you've got, you've got the dish that contains the food and then you've got the food itself. 
And so the food itself is the content of the message, the content of the preaching or the teaching. The dish is its method of presentation. It's the vessel in which the content is wrapped and presented to us. And so the metaphor that uh, Augustine uses, he says, well, I kept going and I kept going to listen to Ambrose speak because I was interested in the dish. I was interested in the dish. I was not interested in the, in the food. But little by little, over months, over about eight to nine to ten months, he started to say to himself, hmm, maybe the food is really, really kind of important. Maybe the food is changing me. Maybe the food is making me see things differently. Maybe the food is challenging my current beliefs and has the possibility to correct me. We look here in our first reading from Isaiah, it says, those who err in spirit shall acquire understanding and those who find fault shall receive instruction. That was Augustine before Ambrose converted him from, through his preaching. Augustine found fault with the Catholic faith. He had all number of various criticisms that he leveled at the Catholic faith. But he was erring in spirit. He was erring in spirit. And we see that Augustine's lack was actually a lack at the level of his mind. In the modern world, the mind is very much denigrated. It really is. The mind is denigrated because... The modern man conceives of the human mind as a mere calculator, as something equivalent to like a very souped-up monkey brain. Okay, and that's why we can talk about, well, hey, you know, artificial intelligence. We think that we can actually make intelligence impossible. Okay, because intelligence is not a mere calculator. With all our computer technology, we have this kind of a uh, this this mistake that we have. We think that that's what intelligence is. Intelligence is a spiritual reality. And so those who find fault, um, they shall receive instruction. There's an intellectual illumination that they are going to undergo. And that intellectual illumination is not mere mind like how we conceive it today. The, the intellect, the human intellect, is a gift. And it's the faculty with which we're going to contemplate the Trinity for all eternity. So this is a hugely important aspect of, of us, and it's spiritual. So this is why it says, those who err in spirits, you see the parallelism, spirits, minds, okay? There's, there's, not, there's not a difference. Modern man really thinks that the spirit is equivalent to your emotions, and that it doesn't have anything to do with the mind. It's an incredibly important uh, distinction, or I mean, uh, point and issue to make. And so the gift of faith, the gift of this light that comes and is given to us in baptism involves the mind and not just the will. The mind is the highest spiritual faculty, the intellect, the highest spiritual faculty with which the soul has been endowed. So faith is not just a matter of the will. And so often preachers encounter this. The, their audience that they preach to are interested in the dish. They're not interested in the content. They want some nice words. They want things to be wrapped up in a package that's pleasing to them. And they believe that will is essentially a matter of just feeling and emotion. They believe that faith is just a matter of wishful thinking. Doesn't that sound nice? And when the content runs up against their expectations, they say, wait a second, what's going on? This is, the, the preacher's not doing his job. The preacher should be telling me what I want to hear. And if he's challenging me, 
Well, for crying out loud, is that what he's supposed to be doing? Is that his job? It's a whole misunderstanding of what faith is. Faith is not projected projection. Faith, like you know, light, light reveals what's actually there. So it's about the content. It's about teaching. It's about instruction of an objective truth that's come to us from Jesus Christ. And uh, it's a wonderful virtue to cultivate openness to the truth. Openness to the truth. The more that we are open to the truth, the more that we're open to be challenged, to be changed, to have our mind um, corrected, the more our faith will be deepened. Deepened. The more we'll be able to appreciate the light of the revelation that Jesus Christ has come to bring to us. We see that verified very, very clearly um, in the life of St. Ambrose and his relationship with Augustine. And so today my prayer is for, for myself and for all of us that we would be open. Uh, you know, that It's not that we're going to create the faith. We're going to project our wishful thinking you know, onto the screen of our own desires or something. But we're going to receive that gift of light to show to us the truth of who Christ is, what he came to do for us, uh, and, and the teaching that he brought to us. This light of faith, we pray through the prayers of uh, Ambrose and Augustine. Uh, that, that would be our gift today as we prepare for the coming of Christ on Christmas.